Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. We're going to slightly detour on our journey through the Bible, though I will make mention of it. And today I'm going to give you the three best verses in Proverbs 16. Why? Because I love Proverbs 16. Let's get started. Once again, friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful week, and we are continuing our journey through the Bible. We are on day 292 in our journey through the Bible. We're making our way through it. We're in the Gospels right now, and so we've been reading through. We've we've touched quickly, went through quickly. It just seems like we're flying through this, but the birth of Jesus, and now we are into the ministry of Jesus. We're seeing his parables. We're seeing his miracles. We just read through the feeding of the 5,000. I mean, how great would that scene have been to see that little boy's eyes as Jesus, as that the baskets of fish and everything just continued to come out and just continued to come out. That little boy's eyes had to be priceless. And then we've seen just miracles and parables of Jesus. We've seen the Sermon on the Mount. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to detour, as I said in the intro, I'm going to go back to Proverbs 16. I'll tell you why in a second. But for the sake of our journey, we've been in the Gospels for several days now. Maybe I'd love to hear your feedback. Send me an email. Sign up in the newsletter, bradmcclure.org. Send me an email. Uh, drop me his private message, whatever. I'd love to hear what is your favorite miracle or parable of Jesus? What's your favorite miracle or or parable of Jesus. Maybe I'll go to the private Facebook page. And since I've been trying to just kind of restart that a little bit, very little bit, just because Facebook yelled at me the other day and said, hey, you haven't posted on this in like 192 days. And so I'm like, oh, that's true. So I made a few posts, made a few posts, and I might as well. But maybe to satisfy Facebook, I'm going to get on there and I'm going to ask this question. What is your favorite miracle or parable that you've read so far in your journey through the Bible that Jesus has done? And I think it'd be interesting. It'd be some good responses on that, maybe some good feedback. Looking forward to that. But today, I'm going to pivot. We're still on our journey. As we're using the picture, the metaphor that I've given of this boat, we're on a journey. But we're going to sit down today on the boat and we're going to discuss something else. We're going to go back to Proverbs. And this week, I have come across Proverbs 16 again because it was October 16th and so I read Proverbs 16 and I love Proverbs. You've heard me say this if you're a longtime listener of this podcast. I think you should. And by saying that, I'm not saying I do every day. I try to remember to do this. I don't do it every day. Lately, I've been better at it. But you should try to read a proverb a day. There are 31 Proverbs in the day. Forgive me for those of you that have heard a pastor say this many times or me. 31 Proverbs in the day. So whatever day it is, just take that proverb and read it. And so yesterday, a couple days ago, I'm recording this early, but a couple days ago, I was reading Proverbs 16 and I was reminded that it is my favorite proverb, I think. And so today, just for a fun podcast, I am going to give you my three favorite verses from Proverbs 16. Okay, I'm going to start at the third, go second, then I'm going to give you the, my favorite verse coming at the end. It's a verse 
that is not probably nobody puts it as their life's verse, and I I, I wouldn't call it my life's verse. I've always went to Isaiah forty one ten for that, but it is a verse that I love, and there are three of them in this passage that I that I have always held close, that I've always felt like I need to remember these to be a better human being. Okay, so here they are. I'm going to start with number three. Number three is found in Proverbs 16, verse 20. Let me read it to you and tell you why I like it. It says this, He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. That's my third favorite verse in this, and I, and I probably could go five. I probably could go seven. I, I just love this chapter. But this verse, this time, I don't know if it would have made my top five before in this chapter, but this time, as I was reading through it, I started thinking about this verse, and it is moving up the rankings, okay? And let's look at the first part. He that handleth the matter wisely. Wisdom is something that I've been studying. And in, in, in Proverbs, is filled with wisdom. It tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. I think we need more people that have biblical wisdom. And I am striving. I'm not saying I'm there. So this next statement, take it, take it for what it's worth. I'm striving to be a person that has biblical wisdom. I'm not there. Far from there. But I I think that we ought to strive for that. I think wisdom, it says over in Colossians, that wisdom is hid in Christ. So I think in Christ, the New Testament principle is if you're in Christ and you're walking in the Spirit, there's wisdom in that. But he says, he that handleth a matter wisely. There's a lot of matters that we face. I think about it, matters that I face at work. I got matters that I face in, in situations that I, that, I, that I face personally, matters that I face as a parent. Boy, what matters do you face? And he says, when you choose to handle that matter wisely, you're going to find good. I like finding good. Boy, finding good is a lot more than finding pain or finding trouble or finding destruction. I like to find good. And if I'm going to find good, I've got to handle life situations wisely. You say, well, Brad, this goes into deeper study, and that gets me away from the top three verses in Proverbs 16. But... You may say, well, what is wisdom then? Well, you find it by doing what this study is all about, by getting in the word of God. Christ is wisdom. Dwelling in Christ is wisdom. The word of God gives wisdom, and dwelling in the word of God gives wisdom. And so when we handle matters wisely, we'll find good. Then the last part of the verse is good too. He that whoso trusteth in the Lord, guess what? Happy is he. What I love about this verse is it's got the dynamic duo. You're going to find good and you're going to find happiness when you're wise and when you trust God. That's the two things everybody wants. We all want to find good. We all want to be happy. Well, it comes when you handle things wisely and when you trust God. I don't know. To be honest with you, these last two minutes may have moved that verse to number two. So I may have to start this over and change my whole order. I love that verse. But number two, for now, number two, by next month, it's probably going to be back to number three. 
But this verse is number two still because it's been a verse that's been with me for over 20 years. It's a verse that I, that I, it, if, if you had to write a principles of core values and they're not deep and super spiritual ones like a core value of salvations by faith alone. No, I just mean like, how do you, how do you function as a human being? One of the secrets, one of the things that people don't maybe know, because it's not a popular verse, but something that I try, try to pattern my life after. Again, you say something like that, people like, oh, you put yourself in the No, trust me, I fell in this many times. But I've said all that to say, all that preface, because that's called, you preface a lot when you're very insecure about your next statement, but all that preface, because the very next verse, verse 21, is my second favorite verse in this chapter. And here's the verse. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. That's a great part, but it's not the part. This next part is it. Here it is. And the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. Let it sink in. Now, right now you're saying, that's, that's number two. Yes, for me, that is number two. Sometimes I think about this. It may be a personality thing, but I believe it's biblical. I think that when this the sweetness of lips increases learning, when you are kind with your words, it opens people up to learn. It's, this is a good parenting verse. This is a good verse for teachers. This is a good verse for preachers. When you use your words kindly... You open up your audience, you open up your children, you open up your spouse to want to learn, to want to listen to your point of view, listen to your lecture, listen to your side of the story. But when you're a jerk, people don't care. People aren't going to listen. Hey, I'll say this for pastors. I think, and, and I'm not a pastor anymore. Um, man, there, we could, there's debate around this next statement. I'm going to say, and quite frankly, it's my podcast, so I don't care. But if, if I was to ever write down like my thoughts on some tips for young pastors, which nobody would buy the book or nobody would care, nobody would think about it. But if I were to write them down, one of the things that I would say is be mindful of your tone of voice and your facial expressions when you speak. Let me say, that's the dumbest thing ever. Well, people look at your body language and your tone more than they hear your words sometimes. There's been some times when I've said underneath some preaching, and I'm not talking about my dad, who also probably listens to this podcast. I'm not talking about my dad. He actually does a good job of this. But there's been some people that they, as they were preaching, they were preaching a good message, but they looked like they're mad at the world. And their face just looked mad all the time. And it, and it was a putting, it, it kind of put you off a little bit when it came to, it was harder to listen because of the, the look, the look of anger. And then sometimes the words that were used were kind of sharp, were kind of digging. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm for hard preaching. Don't, give, don't take this like, oh, you don't like hard, no, no, I'm for hard preaching. I'm just not for jerks. I think, I think we ought to, we can preach hard in a kind way. The Bible actually says, and I've said this recently because this is another one of those, if I were to take a value, like one of verses that form some values that I have, this is one of them. That's an unheard verse. No, one, Not too many people know this verse. And another one is over in 2 Timothy when he says, 
that the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle. A lot of preachers get in trouble with that verse. A lot of teachers get in trouble with that verse. Your goal is not to strive. Your goal is not to be controversial. Your goal is to be gentle. Your goal is to not strive and to be gentle. So I love this verse. I think that it's good in interpersonal relationships at work. When you are sweet with your lips, when you're kind in how you approach a situation and you can approach heavy, difficult situations with kindness, it increases the learning. It helps those that are listening to be more understanding or welcoming to what you're going to say. I love that verse. It's a life principle verse for me. It's number two on my list. But I'm 12 minutes in. Let me get to the, my favorite verse in this chapter. And it comes, it's a verse in, in, in just like the other one. It's been with me for over 20 years. And so that's why I, I hold to this verse. It's a verse that I think helps me in a lot of the areas where I get anxious, where I get worried. And this verse is verse 3. In Proverbs 16, verse 3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. One of the things about me, more in the past, maybe 20 some years ago or so, but even still now, is there's a lot of times when I'm just unsure or I'm doubting situa- how, how I am in a situation. I'm doubting um, there's lack of confidence, there's lack of, of courage in situations. And I have to come back to this verse and say, hey, commit this unto the Lord. Give it to God. Let him establish my thoughts on this. There's a lot of times when people, when I have to make a decision, I'm not a great decision maker. I'm a great, like, put off decisions. Let other people make the decisions. I don't want to make the decisions. But sometimes I have to. And sometimes, and I've found over the last several years, I've had to make some difficult decisions. And so... I've had to commit it. This verse has been one that stuck with me. Commit thy works unto the Lord. What is the works? Well, it may be your children. Maybe that you say, you know what? I have to commit my kids to the Lord and let God establish my thoughts on how am I going to handle this discipline situation? How am I going to handle this situation at, at their school? How am I going to handle this situation? Maybe move away from kids. How am I going to handle this situation at work? Well, commit it to the Lord and let him establish my thoughts. So what does this verse entail? This verse entails prayer. I'm committing it to God. The word commit means I'm rolling it unto God. I'm giving it to God. But then not only am I praying, but I'm listening. Because I'm if God is establishing my thoughts, I am listening for his leading. Not an audible thing, but it's something it's so hard to describe. But it's a peace. It's a decision that you make because you feel a peace in your heart and you move forward but that thought got established by God by committing it unto God and so I've always loved that verse that verse has been one to me that someone who likes to tend to worry at times about things and not know the decision to make not know what's the best thing to do and always wondering did I make the best decision? hey commit it to God and let him establish your thoughts I think that ties in with my third favorite that's moving up That's handling something wisely. And you'll find good in that. You're going to be happiness in that. And then when you're kind with your lips, you're not going to be causing problems with all kinds of people. These three verses are just good, under-the-radar verses 
that every time I read Proverbs 16, I just sit back and say, I love those verses. And that's why today we sat down on our boat in the journey through the Bible, and we're just talking about some wonderful verses that I would ask you. They're not my verses. They're Proverbs 16 verses. But I would ask you to adopt them into your life to find some of these verses in Proverbs and others that are just life principle verses that you that you allow to be guidepost for how you function as a human being in life. So hope you enjoy Proverbs 16. Just a little thoughts here today. We'll get back into our journey next week. I hope that you got a chance to listen to the first episode, the first lesson in our uh, studies of Exodus. I enjoyed that the first week. I'm looking forward looking forward to early studies so far for week two. And uh, so make sure you pay attention on Sunday to your podcast. That second study will be dropping there. And then, of course, go to bradmcclure.org, sign up for the newsletter. I've been posting on that more consistently now. And you're going to answer my question because I'm going to probably post it at some point Thursday if I can send myself a reminder. What is your favorite miracle or parable that Jesus has taught or done? Did I say miracle? Yeah, miracle or parable. All right. Hey, have a wonderful week. So thankful for you being a follower of the podcast. If you would, whatever you're listening to this on right now, just go drop it a a four or five stars or three if you don't like it or two. That's fine. Just go hit some rating on there. Maybe write a few words. I, I, I redid the podcast homepage. And I put some of your quotes at the bottom of that. So now when people go to that, they can read not your name, but they'll read some quotes, some some that you guys said about the podcast. So if you leave something on one of the reviews, Apple Podcasts allows you to leave reviews and stuff. If you leave one of those on like Apple Podcasts or something, I may put it onto the website so that other people, when they come saying, is this a trusted voice? They would say, oh, this person said this. And that helps get build that trust factor today as people are coming and trying to learn some things about the Bible. And I'd say this, with everything going on over in Israel, people are getting interesting, interested in things in the Bible. So I'd love for them to find their way to the podcast and find some people journeying through the Bible and find some hope and comfort in the days that we live today. Hey, thanks again for listening to the podcast. We'll see you back on Sunday. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.